Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to a very special super fan edition of Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the features department at the Columbus Dispatch. We'll be coming at you every Thursday, covering arts, entertainment, and more. In other words, if it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Assistant Features Editor at The Dispatch, and thanks so much to everyone who tuned into our debut episode last week, making it a huge success. Speaking of success, the subjects of today's podcast have enjoyed more than their fair share, leading to a devoted following. Don't believe me? Try talking to any elementary school child about Pikachu, Greninja, Jigglypuff, or any other Pokemon character for that matter, Pokemon Masters are taking over town this weekend in the North American International Championships at the Greater Columbus Convention Center from Friday through Sunday. Spectator admission is $10. Are you more of a motorhead? About 6,000 classic cars, muscle cars, and more are expected to roll into town for the Good Guys PPG Nationals at the Ohio Expo Center, also Friday through Sunday. Then there's Snoopy, the most beloved beagle of all time. The Peanuts character from the long-running comic strip by Charles Schultz will be at the center of things when the family musical Snoopy kicks off at Otterbein Summer Theater today in Westerville. But eliciting more shrieks and screams of joy than any of this? My money's on the Taylor Swift concert, coming to Ohio Stadium on Saturday as part of her reputation tour. Don't have tickets to the show? That's okay. I don't either. But I do have a couple of mega fans today who do, and we're going to talk about the singer, her music, and her legions of fans. Laurel Miller of Clintonville is here in studio, and Morgan Barrett, originally of the Dayton area, but now living in North Carolina, is joining us by phone. They met each other on Twitter as part of the community of Swifties, and will be meeting for the first time for the concert. We're also lucky to have with us my colleague, Julia Aller, music writer for The Dispatch. Thank you all for joining us. Hi. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so the place I kind of wanted just to begin is just, is it possible to describe how psyched you are for Saturday's concert? Are there words for this? No, there's probably not. I just, it's surreal that it's coming up and that I'm going to be in this stadium with so many other people that love her music and with Taylor herself. And I've I've tried to avoid like looking at too many videos or photos <laughs> to not spoil it for myself. I haven't been able to resist, but I'm just excited to see all of the production. Since this is a stadium tour, it's just, you know, times 10 of everything else she's ever done on a tour. It's just everything is so huge, and I'm just... I can't wait to see it in person. And Laurel, you've been to a Taylor Swift concert before, but for Morgan, this is her first. Morgan, do you want to talk about what some of your expectations are? Okay, so I'm just, it's so hard to really put in the words. My expectations really are just for an amazing show that is just heart-stopping excitement and just great vocals and all kinds of things. It's just so hard for me to be like, put it all into words. Let's say you ran into her at the concert and had a chance to say something. What would you say? 
I would tell her thank you for getting me through some of the hardest 12 years of my life and thank you for just making amazing music and being so kind and so generous and just just thank her for everything. You mentioned those tough 12 years. Can you describe a little bit about your connection with her and her music? Sure. I started listening to her, her first single, Tim McGraw, when I was 10, and her album didn't come out until later that the same year, and I then turned 11 before it came out. So I just relate to her. Um, some of her songs, like The Outside and Stay Beautiful, they just they resonated in me, as, as that's hard for me to describe, because I lost my papa, my dad and I broke ties. Her music helped me heal a little bit. She just helped me heal a little bit, that's all I can really Say. For you, Laurel, what kind of is your early connection to, to Taylor? When did you, do you remember the first time you heard her music? Yeah, my older brother, who um, I've always, you know, listened to him whenever he's had recommendations for music because he's always, you know, been really into music and I just trust like what he says. I wasn't really even in that into pop music. And uh, 2010, when Taylor's album Speak Now came out, my brother said, you have to listen to this. You're going to love it. And at the time, I was kind of like resistant to like getting into, you know, the popular stuff. And I was like, OK, I'll listen to it. And then I was just totally hooked. And then I went back and listened to her old albums. And I'm so thankful that he showed me her. And uh, we went to the the concert together when she came here in uh, 2013. And that, so that's like my, my brother and I is like bond is over Taylor Swift. There seems to be this phenomenon of superfans that Swift seems to inspire among people. And both of you seem to go beyond the bounds of just being a casual fan. Can you talk about how you do that and what has inspired you to do that? I mean, you both have spent a lot of time with costumes and videos and websites and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so I... I've spent a lot of time just listening to Taylor Swift for the past eight years. And one of the biggest, I guess, time investments that I had was when I was in college. I'm a video editor. So when I was in college for film at the Columbus College of Art and Design, one of my big projects was creating this Taylor Swift mashup video where I took all of her songs from the Red Album and put them all in four minutes and sang and performed the whole thing. So I spent a lot of time with that album because it was a very <laughs> tedious process putting all the songs together and I loved every second of it. I didn't get tired of the music and I just put that together and that kind of was like the beginning of what turned into my career. So that's like a really special thing and after doing that it was like I just like learned so much more about her and I went to they had an exhibit in Nashville at the Country Music Hall of Fame for her Speak Now tour. I drove down there just to go see that and when I saw her in 2013 I wore this crazy outfit it was a couple days before my 22nd birthday and as you guys know she has that song called 22 and so I like had its headband that said 22 and I just like went all out and for this upcoming concert I have created this whole costume that has let me explain the background of it Taylor has an app for all of her fans and so it's really just like the big super fans that are on there not all of them some people don't really vibe with it but there's a there's a badge that you get for getting to like the highest level and it says super swifty and so I made a cape that says super swifty on the back so it's one of those things that will connect me to other fans that are on the app because they'll recognize that and I've been planning the outfit for months and like working on it slowly little bits at a time and a lot of people think it's silly especially since I'm 20 you know, I'm almost Taylor's age, but I just think it's so fun. It's just like a fun way to channel my creativity and like get excited for the show. So, yeah. And Morgan, you've got a costume too, but it comes from a different phase of Swift. 
It does. I'm going as the old Taylor, which is going to be debut album Taylor, because that's when I started being her fan. So I wanted to kind of channel that first, like maybe Tim McGraw vibe with my outfit. I've got my cowboy boots that are waiting for me in Ohio right now, and I've got a dress and my bedazzled Taylor Swift kind of debut album colored microphone. And I'm just, I'm actually going to get my hair dyed Taylor Swift color tomorrow. So yeah, I'm going as old Taylor. Is that an official dye color, the Taylor Swift hair color? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Taylor Swift blonde. <laughs> well, I have to add that I actually just got my hair colored to look like Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. In my pictures on uh, on Twitter with my costume, my hair is like my original color. But then this past week, I was like, I want to do something different with my hair. And I just happened to find this picture of Taylor where her hair looked really cool. And I was like, never bleached my hair before, but let's try it. And so now I have Taylor hair. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like even you guys talking right now have some like immediate bond because of your your Taylor Swift passion. So what's it kind of like to be part of the Taylor Swift community? Like, do you talk to other fans online? Like, do you have friends you met through being a fan of Taylor? What's the world of Taylor like? It is a very, it can be a good place, but also very strange. I have made a lot of friends on Life Laurel. I have made a friend with her, and I just, they're much better friends than real life friends, so that's good. But sometimes it can get kind of crazy because there's been a lot of debacle going on about, you know, people getting picked and all that, and then there's good things where um, we're all supporting each other and retweeting, reblogging. So sometimes it, it can it can be a pretty good fandom, but sometimes it can be a little crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. One of the things I love about it is uh, there's always like all these inside jokes that happen um, mm-hmm. in the fandom. So like on Tumblr or on Twitter or like certain things that happen at the shows or just knowing like songs that are not as well known and the fans will all talk about that. And it's just nice like having other people that are just as obsessed with something as you are because you can like if you try talking to it about like with your friends that aren't into Taylor Swift they're kind of like okay whatever mm-hmm. but it, you have this group of people that even if you don't know them in real life you can like talk about everything and when like a music video comes out you can talk about all the details and stuff that other people don't really notice yeah so and also what Morgan said about everybody supporting each other it's been really awesome to have like you know everyone's putting hard work into their their costumes or like maybe their signs that they're going to take the concert and having people retweet it and just like reply to you and like say that's so amazing and it's like really supportive and like Morgan said sometimes there can be some crazy stuff that happens but overall it's just like a really positive group. So with this being the Reputation Tour I know there was so much talk when the album came out about like you know old Taylor new Taylor Taylor's transition you know as she continues to move more toward pop music and even add like a little bit of hip hop in there now so how do you guys feel about you know kind of Taylor's transitions that she's gone through along the way obviously both still are huge supporters but you know do you kind of have preferences with where you kind of like her best you know what part of her career you like her best I love anything she does it doesn't matter if she does country again or she does pop or she starts doing doing any other type of music what she's doing is something different that old taylor wouldn't have done forever ago i mean she's breaking the walls down and breaking boundaries and doing things that big machines just like wait taylor hold up no so like i'm so proud of her i any way she wants to do it i will be here i will support that i've been here for so long that whatever she does i'm all for it 
Yeah, I I just love like watching her evolve over the years because I know a lot of people either they only like her more pop music or they only like her country music and they haven't like embraced the change, which is fine. But I just love seeing how like wide of a range she has as far as being able to do these different styles of music and be so good at all of them and not just be like, oh, she tried this and it wasn't great and she like went back to it. She's like constantly evolving. But I just love that throughout all of it there's still that same person behind all of it and if you really like listen to the lyrics and everything like that even though she's as she's gotten older she's written about slightly different things she's like always stayed the same person like some people who maybe didn't listen to the reputation album that closely just thought oh she's just like turned into this mean vindictive person but if you really listen to all of it it's just like how she's dealing with some of the crazy stuff that went down in her life and really she's just the same sweet kind person that she's always been so not to get off track, but since you mentioned Reputation, do you want to maybe give us your uh, five cent review of the album? I just, I love how cohesive of an album it is. It has this very specific sound to it that's like, obviously the whole like vibe of the album is like really dark and stuff like that. And it kind of has that like edgy vibe to it. And just sonically, it has this totally new thing that she'd never done before. One of the best examples is on the song I Did Something Bad. There's like... This weird sound that happens and she like woke up one morning and she had this like sound in her head for the song and she like went to her producer and was like she imitated it and was like what instrument can we use to like make this sound and he's like nothing I don't know like what's gonna sound like that so they just recorded her voice doing it and added all these effects to it and it creates this totally unique sound that's like signature to that song and I just love that she experimented so much like as a pop artist she could just like put out another album that's like kind of the same thing and people would still like it and every everything but she's always trying something new and so with Reputation like I just think she went a lot of bold places that she hadn't gone like lyrically and musically and the vocal performances on are incredible all the songwriting is great how she collaborated with jack antonoff who's also one of my favorite musicians yeah i love it anything you want to add morgan i i definitely agree with what laurel said it's just the whole album is a whole nother level i mean we all thought you know 1989 was one of her best albums but to me i think reputation is the best one yet and i remember i had to listen to it as soon as it came out and everybody had on apple music before the midnight release and so i bought it and got it a little early and i literally laid in bed listening to it going this is literally the best thing i have ever listened to just from the racketeers and all the the drums and just everything about it it was just so amazing and i was quite i'm gonna say amazed again amazed at how wonderfully this album was produced and uh, her vocals were just wow so i definitely give it 13 out of 10 (laughs) (laughs) so i wanted to ask one more question before we sort of wrap things up. I mean, she has this influence that goes beyond pop culture and pop music. Kind of interested in what you think about what she's been able to do outside of that, and if you think she should be doing more. Some people say that she should be, you know, taking more of a stand in things like politics, stuff like that. I think that she does a lot that people don't know about because she's not, like, super showy about it. She donates a lot of money to different organizations that we, like, some of it is obviously public because I know about it, but I think she probably does like way more than we realize and she's always going to visit like kids in hospitals that are fans of hers and like 
she doesn't like make a big show out of it, making sure it gets in the newspaper or something like that. And yeah, she I, I think that she's stayed out of politics a little bit, especially because a lot of crazy political stuff was happening when she was kind of in her phase where she was like hiding away a little bit. But when really important things happen, she does speak out. And I don't think that it's right for anybody to expect like anything more of her. And also with her concerts and her fans, she goes above and beyond for free. You know, like all of the meet and greets that she has at her concerts, like other other artists will charge like hundreds or thousands of dollars to meet her and she just handpicks people her and her team handpick people out of the audience or from online that she wants to meet and she doesn't charge them anything for it and most like i said most artists just because it's like a supply and demand thing it's like you know people would pay people lots of people would pay to meet taylor but the fact that she does it for free is is so amazing it shows she really cares about her fans and just like interacting with them online like when people reach out to her that they're having like a problem on tumblr or something if she happens to see it she always says the most encouraging things and so i i really think that she's doing a lot of great things outside of her music Excellent. Thank you, guys. I, you know, we weren't able to get Taylor for today's podcast, but we're really happy that we were able to get the two of you. Is there any chance maybe that you guys could take us out with a duet? Is there a song maybe that you could sing a little bit together? Both sing, no. so. <laughs> All right. Don't ask Ryan and I. I'm bad at singing on command like that. <laughs> I, I could probably do it on command, but I wouldn't know what to sing. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what are your favorite Taylor Swift songs? Really quick. My favorite have to be I did something bad Tim McGraw take it off I'm the king of my heart don't blame me it's really um, hard to name just one yeah <laughs> <laughs> should have asked for your album that's probably easier that's a good list that's all the all the years of Taylor represented there I think my favorite song is probably, and this is like, it just, it happens to be what Rolling Stone just named like her number one song because they ranked all of her songs and it's all too well. And also they just, Rolling Stone ranked it as the number 29th best song of the century or something like that. So that's a great song. I think my favorite song off of the new album is Getaway Car. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I hope that she plays all those songs. <laughs> and more. <laughs> at her concert on Saturday night. Go enjoy it yourselves. And again, thanks so much for spending some time here with us. Of course. Sure, no problem. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Hope to have you back next week as we continue to dig into all the summertime fun just begging to be enjoyed in central Ohio. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.